It is Thursday one more time again. God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient and we are yet alive to say happy Thursday. And I'm going to say if it's Thursday. It's your girl, Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod, yeah. I'm excited that you've joined me uh, today and we have, we have, you know, I'm excited about my guest today. Um, I'm just excited, but, but you know, I'm always excited, right? You know, I try to live my life every day, even when my knees are hurting and my back is hurting and my side is hurting. And even if I have a headache, I try to live every day with some joy. Yeah. Sometimes I have to bring it up deep. Bring up some joy, 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 joy. And I'm always excited about my joy and I'm going to spread some to you. So if you're feeling a little sideways, feeling a little crazy, feeling a little, you know, discombobulated, honey, just hold on, hold on and catch some of my joy because joy takes care of everything, everything. Joy is just another word for God. Ah. It just takes care of everything, everything. I know that you have been to our website, and if you haven't, you need to go to our website, uh, bombingilead.org, and make sure that you are getting all of our resources. Make sure that you get our Sunday morning health coin that comes out every week, that you are will be there with us at one of our roadmap stops. We're getting ready to get on the road. Getting ready to get on the road and you don't want to miss us. I'm going to be there looking for you, looking for you. And um, you may make sure you have, you are there at it all, any, any and all the stops you can make. So please go to the website because uh, we're excited. You know, um, Charlotte, Atlanta, Charleston, South Carolina, Birmingham, uh, Richmond, Virginia, we are coming to you, and I want to see you there. And then, of course, we're getting ready for the finale of the year, Healthy Churches 2030, and this is our 10th year. Wow, time is going by so fast. It's our 10th year, November 13th through the 16th. It's going to be virtual again because we want to reach as many people as we possibly can. That's why I'm coming to our five-city tour where I can touch you and hug you and bring public health and faith together in live in person because we're going to do that this summer and then we're going to go virtual for the end of the year at the 10th Annual Healthy Churches. So keep your faith up because those of us who are chosen to be servant leaders, we have to keep the joy flowing uh, and and keep the keep the faith flowing. So that's what we got to do. That's what I'm all about in this moment, because indeed there is a bomb in Gilead. Yes, indeed. It's Thursday, family. It's Thursday. And therefore, it's Dr. P, your girl on the pod.
family, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited, right? But you know, this topic we're talking about today, it really is a household topic, but we don't really, we whisper it. But you know, depression, depression, yes, depression. We are talking about depression today. And I'm excited to be talking about this topic because it's something that we kind of whisper and tiptoe around, but I'm really excited about my guest, Dr. Maha. Uh-huh. And be and we'll she is gonna be Dr. Maha because I don't want to mess up her name. I'm gonna have her pronounce her 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 name. But for me she is Dr. Maha and if, if she's Dr. Maha to me, then family, she's Dr. Maha to you. She is the senior vice president and chief medical officer at Biogen. And you know, Biogen is one of our Healthy Churches Conference sponsors and hoping they will continue to be a sponsor this year. And uh, we just love working with the Biogen team. Excited to have Dr. Maha with us today and we're gonna jump right into depression. Dr. Maha, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the pod with me today. Dr. Seal, it's an absolute honor. It's a pleasure to be joining you here. And um, you mentioned excited. I can't tell you how excited I am here to be with you on this podcast and, um, you know, share with you the plight of patients and people living with depression and, you know, potentially really think about what we can be doing to really help the, the condition of these pa of patients with this illness. But you know what? Let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Let's start from the basics. What is depression? Family, I hope you got your I hope you got your notes. Hope you got your paper and your pencil ready to go because this is going to be a hot topic. So let's get our notes ready. Tell us what is depression. Thank you. Depression is a mental health condition that millions of people in the United States are suffering from. It is a debilitating illness that one of the leading contributors to disability, not just here in the US, but worldwide. People diagnosed with depression require medical attention as with many other illnesses. With depression, treatment plans often include both talk therapy and pharmacologic interventions, meaning medications. The symptoms of the disease often vary very widely and before we get to them, I want to start by really mentioning that anyone who thinks that they may be experiencing depression should reach out to their doctor. Mm. There's also a crisis hotline available. Those who are experiencing a mental health crisis can dial 988. The signs of depression are not something to be ignored. Generally, symptoms include a persistent feeling of feeling depressed, mood, lack of in a depressed mood, loss of interest in activities someone once truly enjoyed, combined with other symptoms, including changes in appetite or weight, sleep patterns, difficulty concentrating, or feelings of worthlessness or guilt. But you got to know, Dr. Seal, as we both know, it's not one size fits all. Depression can be different for everyone. These are just some of the most common symptoms I just called out but a trained healthcare provider will determine whether a person is experiencing depression or another mood disorder. And the statistics are just staggering. According to the Centers for Disease Control or the CDC, about one in 25 US adult lives 
lives with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or depression. Research in depression has definitely been advancing in the recent years. The reality is that there are millions of people living with major depression in the U.S. today, and there is a great unmet need for these patients. Wow, you have said a lot in a, in, in a few minutes, you know, and before I go to my next question, let me just lift up that 988 number. If you are experiencing depression or if you know someone who's experiencing depression, three numbers, 988. 988. I really want to talk more about those symptoms, but we got to move on. What are some of the barriers that racial and ethnic minorities face when it comes to mental health care? This is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, Dr. Seal. You know, it all starts with being able to get an early and accurate diagnosis that is directly connected to receiving proper care, medical treatment, and essentially helping improve health outcomes of patients living with this condition. According to the data from 2020 in the National Drug Use and Health Report, only one in three Black adults who are diagnosed with a mental illness actually receive pharmacological treatment. Research has also shown that many adults believe that depression is a sign of personal weakness. However, as we have discussed, Depression is a medical condition that very often requires attention as to other health conditions, and seeking help is not a sign of weakness. The data show that there are disparities based on race and ethnicity on who accesses care. According to the data from the National Survey on Drug, and Drug Use and Health, the percentage of adults with any mental illness in the year 2021, who actually received mental health services was lower among Black or African-American adults than amongst the white adults. Some of what may be causing this is stigma, but also cultural competency affects communication between patients and their doctors. The other aspects are things like social determinants of health, including transportation, housing, employment benefits, community relationships, and access to internet, which also play a critical role in equitable access to mental health care. And let's remember, overall, insurance coverage amongst racial and ethnic minorities is lower compared to white Americans. So the financial burden of first seeking, and secondly, getting care can be a significant barrier. Biogen, is working with patient advocacy organizations like yours, Dr. Seal, to understand further how these barriers, first of all, came to be, and secondly, really focusing on building bridges between patients, their families, and doctors. We're also proud to partner with organizations like Balm and Gilead to help educate communities of patients, caregivers, and loved ones, and help provide support to the important work that you are all doing. We have convened a council made of representatives from an array of community leaders and a diversity of people living with depression to really help inform the work we do in this space. Our public policy team is also working across the country to help increase access to appropriate care and more importantly, medications to treat mental illness. 
This collaborative approach that we have with organizations like yours ensures that we keep pushing ourselves forward with the community to address these systemic issues where and when possible. So, Dr. Maha, what are some of the barriers? We know, hold on, we know that we know that COVID-19 has had a lasting impact on people. Mm-hmm. Lord knows. It has, has a, I mean, a serious lasting impact on people in many ways. But especially when it comes to mental health, can you share more about the connection between the pandemic and rates of depression? Yeah, this is a very, very important question you're posing. And thank you so much for this. The pandemic, as we all know, impacted everyone and has really greatly exacerbated many health conditions. It has impacted all of us and more importantly, how we as a society have been able to engage with each other. You know, let's face it. There was a lot of isolation, a lot of trauma from people being sick and loss, right? Loss of human lives through the pandemic. It is known that the pandemic exacerbated many risk factors for depression, such as isolation, and has really led to increases in the overall prevalence of depression symptoms. The silver lining is that this has also led to an increase in people who are more willing to seek support and an increase in overall conversations about mental health. In the year 2020, and I'll come to more recent data in a bit, in the year 2020, the first full year of the pandemic, nearly 2.5 million people completed a mental health screening on Mental Health America's website, which is more than double the number of screens from 2019. I want to come back to the recent Gallup poll that was just released this past week, which shows that in the U.S., depression rates have reached an all-time high. Both clinical depression across the lifetime and current depression rates are new highs. Rates of depression in Black and Hispanic adults specifically have risen at about twice the rate of white adults. And this is all during the time of COVID, as you just pointed out. 20% of U.S. adults who report having been diagnosed with depression at some point in their life is now up to 29%, almost 10% from the year 2015. But these rates are so alarming that these rates of depression aren't unique or isolated to the U.S. alone. You know, for example, 22% of North American adults have experienced depression or anxiety so extreme that they could not continue regular daily activities for two weeks or longer, similar to a global rate of 19%. So what I'm trying to say is that as we continue to analyze the data, which is more current, we're just beginning to understand the impact of the pandemic. The Mm. pandemic of COVID is behind us, but the impact it has had on us as individuals, on the society and the healthcare is just humongous. Well, I can certainly understand that because especially in the African-American community where you had such tremendous death, you know, the 
grief, the grief we are still, um, you know, just grieving, grieving mm. the tremendous loss um, in, in our families, in our churches, in our overall uh, communities. And, you know, that's just one aspect of the, the mountain of depression that we, we face because before COVID, we were already, you know, going through high rates yeah. of depression. And now it's just been um, compacted. But one thing we, we must talk about, and that is stigma. You know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give up that 988 number again, family. If you are uh, experiencing depression or know someone, you're just three numbers away from help. 988. And I know that some of you are not going to make that phone call, although I'm praying that you will because of stigma. Unfortunately, many people view health, mental health issues as a weakness or something you 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 cannot talk about, um, you know, and and that's a stigma, is such a, 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 a issue on so many um, areas when we're talking about health disparities in the African-American community, but particularly when you're talking about mental health. Dr. Maha, what advice would you give someone who is struggling uh, as, as it relates to stigma? Yeah, yeah. This is something that, again, is very near and dear to my heart. You know, the first advice I would tell anyone is to always remember that he or she is not alone. To me, that's the bottom line is you are not alone. If you're struggling or don't know how to start getting help, as you've said, Dr. Seal, please call or text 988 and you will be connected to someone who's knowledgeable, who can help guide you based on your own individual needs. And if you're listening and think someone in your life is struggling, you can call the same number 988 and get connected to resources to help them out as well. A bigger thing is part of addressing the stigma is talking about the facts. Mental health issues are not rare. They affect people from all walks of life, regardless of gender, race, age, you name it. According to SAMHSA's 2021 survey, more than one in five Americans, which is 57.8 million or 22% of the adult population here in the U.S., had any one type of mental illness in 2021. We all can do our part to help end the stigma. I would tell the listeners here to continue to educate themselves. Often, people are diagnosed with depression or other mental illnesses, feel relieved to learn that they are not alone, that they are experiencing a medical condition, and they are not alone. People who are struggling should feel empowered to ask for help they need and actually deserve. When we talk about mental health and support people who are living with mental illnesses like depression, we are actually helping break down the stigma. And I have to tell you, Dr. Seal, I feel very proud to say that Biogen was recognized as a stigma-free company by the National Association for Mental Illness, or NAMI as we call it. Other companies interested in joining the movement and making the pledge can learn more at nami.org, N-A-M-I. Well, that is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. 
Right on Biogen, right on Biogen. This is some great stuff, Dr. Maha. Thank you so much. We have run out of time again. We always <laughs> run out of time. But I am so happy that you took the time to come on the pod today to talk to us about depression. Family, you know, uh, you can, I'm sure you were writing down as fast as you can if you had a pen and pencil ready. But if not, you can play this podcast over and over and over again. And you can send it. You can send it far and near because I know, like myself, you know many people who suffer from depression. And all we can do is give them the information and encourage them and encourage them to make text those three numbers or call those three numbers and go to the website. And even if they can't, you can be their advocate to give them information. Dr. Maha, we got to go. We got to go. But thank you so much for being on the pod with me today. Thank you, Dr. Seal, for having me here, you know, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you about how we can collectively work to help shine a light on depression. But more importantly, I feel pretty honored and proud to be supporting the work of Bomb and Gilead and the championship of someone like you as on other organizations who are helping make a difference and improving the health outcomes of our communities. You can learn more at biogen.com forward slash depression. Thank you again, Dr. Seal. Thank you. Thank you. Family, we got to go. I got to go. I got to go. See you next time. Next Thursday. Because you know, if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P. And she is always on the pod. Peace.